Welcome to the Well Community Jokes. Thank you for the ways you accept and celebrate all of who we are. Thank you for the many, many ways you live among us and bring us joy. Teach us to recognize and share your joy with others. Amen. Today when I light the candle of love, have a waste. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord joy. How do we talk about joy in a year like 2020? When I first began preparing this message a few weeks ago, my plan was to sit by the Christmas tree, to wear Christmas pajamas, and talk about the excitement and the felt joy that I remember from when I was a kid, and how I would sneak down here Christmas morning before my parents were awake, and I would look through all the presents and all the ones that had my name on them. I would move to the front, hoping that I'd get to open them all first. In fact, I even found these awesome Christmas pajamas that I was going to wear that said, I'll be home for Christmas. And I thought, man, this is awesome. It's all coming together. And I came over here and I flipped through my parents' photo albums, looking for pictures from when I was a kid at Christmas, like this one. <laughs> but the more I began sitting with my thoughts, I began reading through scripture. I began praying about how to shape my message. And even I began walking with several people as they process 2020. I started realizing that my message wasn't just beginning to shift, but it needed to shift. Because I don't want to force joy upon you. I don't want to just preach an exciting and joyous message that would inspire you to dig in deeper within yourself and white knuckle and fabricate joy. No, that's not what it's about. I, I don't want you to just to feed off my joy and be like, all right, well, Kevin's pretty excited and he's full of joy, so let's do this. I realized that I wanted to help ground us in true joy. Because you see, there's a difference between happiness and joy. And I want to ground us in what joy truly is. In what the angel of the Lord called good news of great joy for all people. Because joy isn't just a feeling of happiness. It isn't just positive emotions and excitement. No, joy is something so much deeper and richer and truer. True joy, when we experience it, when we receive it, when it permeates our soul, it will radically transform us. So tonight, as we continue our Home for Christmas series, as we light the candle of joy, I want to offer a few thoughts on joy, especially as many people are currently asking the question, 
How can we possibly experience joy this Christmas? So the first thing that I want us to see is that joy is an act of defiance. This is actually a quote from Bono, from the band U2. He articulated it this way. Joy is an act of defiance. Joy is a sign that we are living in another kingdom. 2020 doesn't define us. You see, the angel appears to these shepherds and tells them, do not be afraid. Do not fear. Why? Because this thing I'm about to share with you is about joy. This news is about joy. This new thing that is happening among you is about joy. And when joy comes, fear has to leave. So again, if you're experiencing joy in the midst of all that's happened in our world in 2020, it's because you know that, yes, we are living in another kingdom. You're looking 2020 square in the face and you're saying, I choose joy because joy is an act of defiance. In fact, in the other Christmas narrative found in Matthew's gospel, chapter 2, it tells us that when the wise men saw the star stop over Bethlehem, over where they would find Jesus, they were filled with joy. And what happened next was they chose to go home a different way and not report back to King Herod. Why? Because they were filled with joy. And joy is an act of defiance. Joy came and fear left. They knew they were living in another kingdom. So if you have a Bible on you, I'd encourage you to flip to some of these passages that I'm going to be looking at tonight and bookmark them so that you can go back to them and sit with them later this week so you can reflect on them and lean into them a little further because we're going to be going through them quite quickly. And if you don't have a Bible, grab a mobile device and go to bible.com slash app. And that will download a version for your specific device that you're on. That's bible.com slash app. But let's look at Psalm 28. Because here we see a bit of a relationship between joy and fear. It starts off with David crying out. In verse 2, hear my cry for mercy as I call to you for help. As I lift up my hands towards your most holy place, don't drag me away with the wicked and with those who do evil. And then jump to verse 6. Praise be to the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy. And I will give thanks to him in song. I love the Psalms for their use of imagery and metaphors that help capture some of our feelings and emotions, such as our heart leaping for joy. Like, because really, how, how does your heart leap for joy? Like, our hearts leaping for joy doesn't make much literal sense, but it's almost as if when we try to articulate what joy is and what it feels like, there's no words adequate enough to capture it. So that's where I love the use of imagery, where it's talking about our heart leaping for joy. Because I think we can all relate to that at some point in our life. Do you remember a time when your heart leapt for joy? 
Perhaps it's when you met your significant other or the day you got married or the, the birth of your child or perhaps even just finding out that you were expecting and your heart just leapt. It felt like it was going to burst. And it, oftentimes we, we talk about the glow that someone has when they find out they're expecting. There's an excitement. Or perhaps your heart leapt for joy after finally moving into your first home after years and years of saving and overcoming insurmountable hardship. But let me ask you this. When was the last time your heart leapt for joy? If you turn with me now over to Psalm 30, the psalmist writes in verse 11, You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. You see, happy and sad are feelings that come and go, but joy is something that we are clothed in. We wear joy. Joy is an act of defiance because we are clothed in joy. Now, I know some of you who are watching are probably thinking, yeah, but you don't know me. You, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I have gone through. Abuse, betrayal, loss, attempted suicide. You don't get that. Joy is nice for people who've had a pretty easy walk, but that's not my story. Well, Let's flip over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 because the writer Paul comes at things from a different perspective, a different angle. In verse 4, he says, For we know, brothers and sisters loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord. In spite of severe suffering, you welcomed the message you welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. See, verse six tells us that they welcomed the message of Jesus with joy in the midst of, in spite of severe suffering. You see, my second thought on joy is that joy transcends circumstances. Joy transcends whatever you're going through in this moment. It is possible to be in great agony and yet have a deep-seated joy. It doesn't mean that we don't grieve doesn't mean that we don't feel sorrow over the pain and the suffering, in particular in a world like 2020. It just means that we don't take that as the whole measure of reality. That's not all we give our attention to. I think of Paul's line in another letter he wrote to the Corinthians, sorrowful yet always rejoicing. Again, it's not sorrow or joy, it's sorrow and joy. Sorrow over all things 2020 and whatever you're feeling right now. And joy over the fact that we're living in the kingdom of God with Jesus, made open and available to all of us through Jesus. And it's good. And it's here. And it's coming in full.
Life can be hard. In fact, life will be hard. Life can be difficult. Life can be dark. But joy can be fully present. But what are you giving your attention to? Have you allowed joy to transcend your circumstances? My advice, be present. Let go of what you wish you had and embrace what you actually have. Because my third thought on joy is that joy is a gift. You are given joy. You receive this gift of joy in the midst of severe suffering. Psalm 51 verse 8 is, is a prayer or a demand or request saying, Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Which brings up an interesting question. Have you ever asked God for joy? Let me hear joy. God, my heart is not leaping right now. Let me hear joy and gladness. Try asking God for joy, for the gift of joy. Just cry out, God, I would like a heart that leaps for joy, that's filled with joy. It's not leaping right now, God. I've lost focus. I've allowed my circumstances to distract me from you and the joy that you offer. God, give me a heart that leaps for joy. In Psalm 65, the psalmist goes on, Where morning dawns and evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. So let me ask you this. Where does morning dawn and where does evening fade? Everywhere, right? Like, sure, we know the east and the west, but no matter where you are on this planet, there is morning and there's evening. Morning dawns and evening fades. In other words, where morning dawns and evening fades is a Jewish way of saying everywhere, everywhere. So the larger issue of joy here isn't its presence, it's our awareness. There is joy to be found everywhere. Joy is not something that is off somewhere else and then comes here. The gift of joy is something that is present everywhere. The gift of joy is something that's built into the fabric of creation. The larger issue of joy is awareness. There is joy to be found everywhere. There is potential for joy in every moment of every day. So if you're missing out on joy, then you probably haven't allowed it to transcend your circumstances. You haven't received it or recognized the gift that's been yours the whole time. You see, I believe God is most pleased when we enjoy him in all that he created. And these aren't two different things. There isn't God's joy over there and our joy over here. They are the same. That God takes great pleasure and joy in us living as we're created to live. Joy even has its roots in gift. The Greek word for joy is kara, and the Greek word for gift is charisma. They share the same root. You see, there's gift to be had everywhere, 
all the time. There's joy to be had everywhere all the time. But sometimes we just need help seeing it. There was a pastor I used to uh, know. We ministered in the same city several years ago. And when people would book time with him, either to raise a complaint about the church or about him or just uh, perhaps even to vent about how hard their life was, he would make them wait in this little waiting room in his office. And he would leave out books and pamphlets about other places around the world and those less fortunate. Now, I'm not saying this was the best tactic, But his heart behind this was to help people take their focus off of themselves and realize there are greater needs among us. Then he'd come in and say, so what can I help you with today? And you're kind of like, oh, now my stuff doesn't seem so great. Because you see, it's easy for us to come in with a laundry list of complaints and hardships and woe is me and the struggles and the anxieties that are all about us. But at the same time, forgetting that my kids are healthy, that I have a family that loves me, I have a roof over my head, I have access to clean drinking water and food at any time I choose. Joy is a gift. So let's start with the gifts that are already present here and now before we rant about all that isn't right. You may simply be missing out on what already is here. Joy comes from our awareness of the gift that is life and who is Jesus. Throughout the New Testament, you often see Jesus taking different things and putting it on people's eyes, such as mud, and suddenly they'd regain their sight, they'd be able to see. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe we just need to ask Jesus to help us see the gift that we already have. Now jump with me over to 1 John chapter 1. John starts off in verse 1 saying, That which was from the beginning which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. They're talking about Jesus. And in verse 4, he says, we write this. He's saying, here's why we're writing this letter. To make our joy complete. And some manuscript says, to make your joy complete. You see, John's writing this because there's something he has to do because he wants complete joy, meaning he doesn't have it fully yet. But if he does something, if he takes action, then he'll get it. Which brings me to my final thought for tonight, that joy is doing the next right thing. There's an action. There's a next step in order to make your joy, in order to make our joy complete. In other words, our joy is not complete until we share it with others, until we do the next right thing in love. Even for John, he could tell that something was missing. He had joy, but not in its fullness, not in its wholeness or completeness. He had to share it with others. I once heard a pastor say that if you're not experiencing joy, you need to find someone that's worse off than you, and you need to serve them. You need to love them. You need to be reminded that this life isn't all about you. That joy comes from togetherness.
there's a next step. There's a next right thing in order to make your joy complete, which I believe brings us to Christmas. This is why we buy kids a ton of gifts at Christmas, right? To spark joy, to witness their joy, to get to experience joy through them. Because have you ever seen a four-year-old who's cynical and jaded at Christmas? No. Generally, because they haven't had the same horrible stuff that's happened to us, they're still capable of joy. And so we, we do this. We buy and we give presents because it does something in us. It does something to us and for us. It makes our joy complete. And parents, if we are honest with ourselves, our gift giving is often more for us, right? It's more for the parents than even for the kids sometimes. And I'll admit that. I'm so excited for my kids to see some of the stuff I got them this year. And a large part of that is for me to see their excitement and their reaction and to get to enjoy it together. And I can't go into much more detail beyond that because my kids are watching this right now. But a friend of mine posted on Facebook the other day, I used to think that being a kid at Christmas was the best thing ever. Turns out having kids on Christmas is. And for the aunties and uncles and friends who don't have kids yet, you still know that spoiling the kids who you love is just as awesome. Because as adults, we can sometimes lose our joy. But creating joy for someone else does something for our own soul. In fact, this Christmas as the pastor of the well I get to deliver some Christmas gifts out of our compassion fund to people within our community. And I get to just say, we love you. We're here for you. Merry Christmas. And I've had a few people from our church actually reach out to me and call me up and ask, is there a family that I could help out or assist this Christmas season and just surprise them? And I said, yeah, actually, I'm going to be visiting a few people. And, And they said, well, let me bring you some things. And And I get to deliver them this week. And I get to experience joy. And this is where I just feel this sentiment come to life, where it makes my joy complete when I get to share this with others. It it fills my heart to have this opportunity. It fills my heart when people have said, hey, can I help out? And if you want to contribute toward it, by all means, you can still do so. I know you can support community with Glenbrook Community Services. Reach out to Karen there. You can support people within our church and community as well by just going to thewellbinbrook.com slash give. And there's a drop down menu that says Compassion Fund. And that's where we get to give above and beyond just our general budget. And we get to bless families and walk alongside them. And we get to complete our joy by sharing the gifts and the resources that we have with others. Joy is doing the next right thing, including sharing the deep-seated joy that we have in Christ with others and inviting them to experience joy through knowing Jesus, even in the midst of 2020. Throughout this Advent series, we have been preparing for Christ to come. Each week, we move toward his coming that we celebrate on Christmas. Christ is already present, but we're also wanting Christ to continue to come. And we're waiting for Christ to come again. 
in the story that we began with tonight in Luke 2, when Christ comes, fear leaves and joy comes. Are you ready for Christ to come to the world here and now? Are you ready for joy to come? Joy to the world. Christ has come. Christ continues to come. And Christ will come again. So fear has to leave. Because joy is coming. Fear is about the unknown. Joy is about the known. The awareness of gift. Fear is, well, this could happen, or this could happen, or what if this? Joy is about what has happened, that Jesus has come to be with us. Has 2020 been a rough year? Have you lost joy? Has joy left the building? Jesus comes, and he wants to come and come again into our hearts, into our homes, and into our lives. He offers you the gift of joy. Do you need to reclaim joy this Christmas? Do you need to ask God for joy this Christmas? My bones have been crushed and I need some joy. Or do you need to set aside some time for reflection and awareness to get back to a place where your heart leaps for joy? Let me wrap up with the words of Meister Eichhardt, a German theologian who said, if the only prayer you ever say in your entire life is thank you, that would suffice. May you be forever thankful and may your heart leap with joy this Christmas. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of your son. And thank you for the gift of joy. I pray tonight we experience joy and we reach out and receive it. God, I pray that everyone watching tonight will commit themselves to a relationship with your son, Jesus. That they will say, this Christmas, I want my, my life to be marked by joy. I want it to be marked by Jesus. In spite of everything that 2020 has held, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. I want to live from a different kingdom. And God, I pray that as they accept you and as we receive the filling of your Holy Spirit, that you will continue to fill us with your hope, your peace, your love, and your joy. And that this Christmas will be unlike any other. God, Thank you for the gift of Jesus. And thank you for our church family. I pray that we will overflow with joy and continue to make your name known so that lives and our community will be transformed for your glory. In your name we pray. Amen. Joy to the world. Christ is come. 
Thanks so much for worshiping with us online together. Don't forget to join us this Thursday, December 24th for our Christmas Eve service on Zoom at 4 p.m. It's not going to be on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, you can find the link for it in the description or if you're part of our church newsletter, you can find that in your email as well. But may you experience joy this week. And as you go in to the Christmas holiday, may you experience a joy that surpasses all understanding, the joy of Jesus. So that when people look at you and they say, how do you have joy in the midst of 2020? You can share with them the hope that you have in Jesus. I am praying for you. I love you. If there's ever anything you need, if you have questions, if you need someone to walk this journey with you, reach out at hello at the well Binbrook or phone or text 905-518-0168. And may the peace and grace of Jesus be with you. God bless.